0: It's good to see you. Many of you uh, look lovely, even in in spite of your mask, you know what I mean? Because as long as I can see your eyes, you know what I mean? I'm convinced that uh, something is happening in there and that God is doing something in your life. And right here, I called my brother after a long time, and congratulations. You know, he he invited me for his wedding, couldn't go to the wedding, and then he says, Pastor, you couldn't come, I want to bring my bride to church. Amen, somebody. Amen and Amen. We are in this series called Beyond Reality. I've already gone through three episodes and we are in episode number four today. I'm going to concentrate and move from chapter seven of Isaiah to chapter eight. And for those of you you who are here for the first time, I'm just working through Isaiah. I started with Isaiah chapter six. I've spent two cybers on Isaiah chapter seven. I'll be in Isaiah chapter eight this week and next week Isaiah chapter nine. And you can just follow along. As we are trying to understand what this concept of beyond reality is all about. What am I trying to get at? Perhaps this is your first time. I'm trying to help us to understand that if we're truly going to live the life of faith, we got to learn to live beyond our realities. Oh yeah. You got to learn to live beyond the reality of your bills. You got to learn to live beyond the reality of your health problems. You got to learn to live beyond the reality of your financial situations, your difficulties, your challenges. God is saying, don't be stuck on that stuff. Can you live beyond a reality? So, if you have your Bibles, kindly turn with me to Isaiah chapter 8. And we are going to consider verse number 1 to 4 for the sake of just helping you to wrap your head around what I'm about to read. In Isaiah chapter 7, the prophet Isaiah has been having a conversation with Ahaz, the king. It's a private conversation. It's a one-on-one conversation. But in Isaiah chapter 8, uh, the prophet is no longer talking to a man privately. He's speaking to a nation publicly. Uh, Kindly turn your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 8 and stand with me for the reading of the scripture. And we're going to begin in reading in verse number one. And when you got it, say, Pastor, I got it. Pastor, I got it. This is what it says. See, I love it because you open your Bibles. That's nice. But I put it on the screen. You know, that's that's how nice I am. (laughs) Then the Lord said to me. Take for yourself a large tablet and write on it in ordinary letters, Machir Shalal Hashbaz. And I take to myself faithful witnesses for testimony, Uriah the priest, and Zechariah the son of Jeberechiah. So I approached the prophetess, and she conceived and gave birth to a son. Then the Lord said to me, name him Maher Shalal, Hush, Buzz. For before the boy knows how to cry out my father or my mother, the wealth of Damascus and the spoils of Samaria will be carried away before the king of Samaria. I want to preach the heading today. Give the word flesh. Let us pray. Father God, speak to us now. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Elder Calvin. What God intends to do often crosses the boundaries of reality. Perhaps it will make better sense in this way. The year is 2010. OJEC drivers are wasting their time for riders. And riders are wasting their time to find OJEC drivers. It clicked to Nadim Makhir. There's an opportunity right here. I can do something right here. So Nadim decided to create a platform that went beyond the reality of the transportation situation in our beautiful city called Jakarta. He created a platform that put uh, Ojek drivers and Ojek riders together to save time. In 2015, Gojek launched its first app. Today, Gojek is considered the first unicorn company in Indonesia, valued at $10 billion. All because Nadim Akir saw an opportunity and he decided not to be stuck within the reality of the situation. He crossed the boundary and produced Gojek, and, and many of us cannot live today without Gojek. <laughs> I can't, live it with, I can't live without it either, y'all. I need gold food. I need gold sand. I need gold massage. I need gold scratch. I need go everything. You see, I want you to understand that God also finds a way to cross your realities even though it doesn't make sense to you. God identifies a problem and he sees, okay, this person is struggling. They have that challenge. So therefore, I'm going to create a situation. I'm going to create a solution that will meet their challenge. But they must be willing, watch me now, to cross the boundary. They must be willing to look beyond their reality. They must be able to say, it don't make sense to me. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But God said it, I believe it. In my simple mind, in in my educated mind, I still can't get God. But because God said it, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah, I got a PhD. But my PhD still doesn't give me an understanding on God. I'm a lawyer, but I still can't figure out the, the case with God. I'm a doctor and I still can't prescribe a solution for people to find out who God is. I'm a pastor and I can't pray prayers that help people to understand God. But because God says it, because God declares it, I believe it. The solution God came up with is Emmanuel prophecy. So God says to Ahaz through Isaiah, he says... The Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the the, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And she will name him Emmanuel. Uh, Look at this boundary crossing solution. How does a virgin have a baby without a contribution of a man? (laughs) Not not many fathers would would like that. (laughs) Uh, Not many men would like that. But God says a virgin is gonna give birth to a kid. She's gonna pop out babies. <laughs> That's already crossing a boundary. That's already outside of human conception. Doctors cannot figure out this text. Scientists cannot calculate and, and figure out this science as a uh, Bernard of God. And not only that, God says, this child is going to be Emmanuel. That's already crossing another boundary. Like, 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 how does God live with human beings? Human beings are faulty. Human beings have problems. How, how does God decide to live with human beings? But I need somebody to understand. You see, human thinking tends to misread the actions of God. You and I don't understand God. We We cannot make sense of God, but that's okay. It should not be reason for you to turn away from God, but rather it should be reason for you to draw a little bit closer to God. And I want somebody to understand this morning that it's good that the solutions of God cause you to scratch your head. It's good when you don't understand it. Why does an athlete hire a coach? Because an athlete understands a coach knows better than I (laughs) Steph Curry can't play without Steph Curry. You feel what I'm saying? Michael Jordan couldn't play basketball without Phil Jackson. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, Ronaldo needs... I don't know the coaches in, in soccer. Let me... <laughs> my brother going to kill me because... Sir so Alex Ferguson. It's because an athlete understands that a coach knows better than me. A student, Dickie, needs a teacher because... A student doesn't know as much as a teacher. All right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but the reason why we, we look for people who are greater than us is because we realize and we understand that they are at the, a higher place. But unfortunately, some of us, we think we know better than the coach, so we call our own place. Some of us think we know better than the teacher, so we, we think that the teacher is dumb. Uh, some of us think that we know better than God. Therefore, when God is prescribing solutions, God is telling us to do stuff. It doesn't make sense to us because we think that God has it wrong. God doesn't understand. And we think, Lord, if only you can give me the promotion, my, my financial difficulties are going to go away, Lord. <laughs> Lord, if you only give me the person that is really going to make me feel good, I will be the happiest person in my life. So we tell God what we want. We tell God what we think he should do. But God is saying, no, that's not what you need. That's not going to help you. Allow me to give you the solution that will work for you. Allow me to show you the way that is best for you, even if you don't get it. But because I said it, I need you to live by what I'm trying to tell you. And notice what the text says. The Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin Brother Malolob is going to conceive and bear a son. See now, Erevo, let me flow with you for a moment right here. Because you see, when we read this text, oh, we are flabbergasted because we say, wait, how can a virgin have a baby? And how can God be with men? But in, in the ears of Ahaz, this was not extraordinary. It was very ordinary. Because a virgin should not be read as virgin as we understand virgin. Uh, The Greek, the Hebrew term means a young woman who is sexually mature to give, to give birth and she may be married. So the text should read, and the, and, and the young woman shall conceive and bear a son. So, so Ahaz is like, wait a minute. My wife gives birth to kids. My sister has given birth to kids. There are many young women around me that are giving birth to kids. So what is special about this? In fact, Ahaz, in a longer, a longer version of his name, simply means God has held me. So when Ahaz looked at his own name, he says, well, Emmanuel says God is going to be with us. But when I look at my name, it simply means God has grasped me. So his name itself was a similar to Emmanuel. The man who was speaking to him, Isaiah, the name means God saves. And so in the mind of Ahaz, he's saying to myself, I have too many people in my history. I have too many people around me that carry divine names. What is special about this situation? What is extraordinary about this? So when he read it, he heard it, it didn't touch him at all. And some of us are just like that. Uh, we hear the word every side, but, but it doesn't really move us because we've always heard that. We've always seen that movie. <laughs> we've always listened to that song. The pastor comes up here and he huffs and puffs, for God so loved the word. You're like, man, that's the most popular verse in the Bible. <laughs> I know that from the like the back of my hand. <laughs> yeah, pastor, what's, what's so special about that? Because the problem is this. Uh, uh, sometimes the solutions of God, they seem too simple and common. For us to appreciate, sometimes what God is is giving you as a solution that is very simple. It's not. It's not. It's not logical enough. It's not complicated. You know, some of us are looking for complicated solutions. God, God's solutions are too simple. Hmm? God says you're tired. You need Sabbath. But God, you don't understand me. Like I. mean... I, I, I like work. <laughs> Some of you are saying, "Man, there are problems in my in my family life. Me and my husband, me and my wife don't get along." God says, "Wife submit, husband love your wives." No, no, God, you don't understand. You know, how can I submit to? How can I? You don't know my my person. God says, "You want to be blessed? Give me ten percent of your income." No, God, you see that there are people who misuse money, and if God, you don't. Know. Okay. God, God, there must be something that is practical today, because that's old stuff. So some of us are not being helped by God, not because God can help, but his solutions are too simple, and we are not ready to accept them, or we think we are too educated to accept them. So we are still broke. We're still in arguments. We're still diseased. When God is simply saying, you don't need a diet plan. You need to eat well and go to sleep at the right time. You're gonna be fine. Some of us look at the mirror. Oh man, I'm, I'm gaining a little weight. <laughs> so, what pill should I get? God say, No, eat your food to the glory of me. Hey, <laughs> practice temperance. Don't eat more than you should. <laughs> people hate me Eldorivo, you you said it some of us feel like the world is against us god is saying no love your enemies do good to those that spitefully use you that's your solution to happiness oh lord I'm, I'm angry god says forgive no no you don't understand you know, you know what they did to me 10 years ago <laughs> Nah, i just can't let it go no god says no let it go So unfortunately, some of us are not being helped by God uh, simply because we we think his solutions are too simple. We want something difficult. We want something that really has meat to it. We want something that really can help our situation. Uh, For a long time, I've been struggling with my Peduli Lundungi app, y'all. I would go to the door and scan and it would just give me a red bar. You cannot enter. And I protested. I said, you know what? I've been vaccinated twice. In fact, I got a third booster. You feel me? So I was very angry. I'm like, what, what, what is this? I mean, I, I, and, then, and then it's hard to be a foreigner, man. Because sometimes you just can't kind of explain yourself that the guy will stop you. He just do it like this to the side. To the side. And I'm like, wait, wait. No, wait. no, to the side. Meta, 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 meta. And then he has to call, he has to call, <laughs> you're laughing, it's frustrating. He's, he has to call somebody who looks at this and he says, ah, okay, can I see your vaccine certificates? And then I show them. And then, okay, bye, you can go in. Until one day, a friend said, let me check out your Peduli Lundungia. app. The solution, <laughs> the solution was so simple, I was upset. It, the, the, the solution simply needed to change the setting, to simply change the number. <laughs> and as soon as the number was changed, everything became green. Are you feeling what I'm saying? So simple. And I hope somebody can appreciate what I'm trying to say. The solutions of God are so simple. Simply accept it and your life is going to be different. You're going to start to see changes in your life. You're going to see realities happen that you never thought could happen. You're going to see yourself elevated in a way that you never thought you could be elevated. Stop being too smart. Stop being too educated with God. God is saying it's that simple. Change. And don't hunt for big time solutions when God provides the simple solutions that work magic. Don't hunt for the big stuff. You don't need to go to Africa. You can serve People right here. Missionaries can work right here. You feel what I'm saying? In this church, we need missionaries. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, don't, don't go out there looking for big things. No, God is saying there's a little thing right here for you. And I want you to understand that for for, for Ahaz, this prophecy of God was too simple. But the thing is, this prophecy, Steph Stephanie, was not for for Ahaz. Because when you read uh, verse uh, 13 of Isaiah chapter 7, it, it, it speaks about this prophecy being for the house of David. Because you know, God will turn a page on you if you don't want to read the page he's put in front of you. You feel what I'm saying? God will, will back away from you if you're not willing to comply. So now... Ahaz couldn't see that the solution that God had given was such a big solution uh, but I praise the Lord that when we look at this solu- this text from uh, Matthew's perspective we see that it's actually a big time solution. Uh, Matthew tells us now the birth of Jesus the Messiah was as follows. His, when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together she was found to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Now all that took place so that What was spoken by the Lord through the prophet will be fulfilled. Behold, the virgin will conceive. (laughs) The virgin will conceive and give birth uh, to a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Ahaz didn't see that this promise of God was the Messiah being declared to him. Ahaz didn't see that God was preparing the way of man out of his sin problem. Ahaz didn't see that God was trying to elevate him from his particular situation. And therefore God had to bypass Ahaz. And later on you and I can appreciate that what truly Ahaz received was a solution. Was a big time solution. Though it looks simple at first. Though it didn't make, it it, it didn't really ring to Ahaz, what was being seen as something so unique. So, what seems so ordinary at first becomes extraordinary when God is involved. Your amens are are numb, (laughs) very limp. (laughs) What seems ordinary at first becomes extraordinary when God is involved. (laughs) Can I speak to you for a moment? You see, you see, your life will become extraordinary if God is involved in it. Yeah, I like it, my sister. Give it to me one more time. The, the, the Lord, when he is in your life, your life is going to become extraordinary. And you might tell me, Pastor, how, how is that going to happen? Well, you're going to be the most peaceful peaceful person in the world. When you go to the office, everybody's frantic, everybody's stressed. But when you come in there, you you, you walk a certain kind of way. In fact, you have a pep in your step. You you walk a little differently because there is peace of God in your heart. And the peace doesn't come because of the amounts in the bank account. The peace doesn't come because somebody told you I love you. The peace doesn't come because somebody appreciated your dress. No, the peace comes because you know God is for you. God is with you. And God is walking with you. Amen, somebody. God wants extraordinary marriages, amen, married people. Is God there? God wants extraordinary parent and son and daughter relationships. Is God there? God wants extraordinary pastor and church member relationships. Is God there? Are you feeling what I'm saying? If you involve God in your situation, trust me, things are going to change. And so Ahaz missed an opportunity. And I don't want you to miss an opportunity today for God to do extraordinary things in your life. Get God involved. Start calling on his name. Start believing in his promises. Understand that your life is meaningless without his presence in your life. Now, to be fair, Brother Johan, the time that the Emmanuel prophecy was given... And the time it was fulfilled, there's a space of 800 years. Sometimes there is a tension that we face because what God seems to declare is not demonstrated right away. 800 years passed before Jesus was born. So, ahaz and isaiah could not relate to this prophecy and some of us when we read the word of god we we say pastor i get it but it doesn't seem to relate to me it doesn't seem to speak to my situation sometimes it's like god has missed the memo god didn't read the headlines god god doesn't understand that we're in a pandemic god doesn't understand we're in a downturn god doesn't understand that i'm facing difficulties because what he's saying is not relatable It doesn't apply to my situation, but I discovered something in looking at this. is that God wants us to see tomorrow today. Okay. Okay, let me bring it to you. You see, God was helping Ahaz to see that 800 years in advance, I'm going to send somebody who's going to help you out. I can see today. I can see tomorrow today. And I want you to see tomorrow today. So sometimes God has to let us know things that may not apply today because he wants us to be prepared. (laughs) He wants us to know how the exam is going to work out. He wants us to know what we need in order to be ready for the moment that it happens. And so, brothers and sisters, don't get discouraged that it's not happening today. Get encouraged that it will happen at some point. Get encouraged that God has your future at hand. And therefore, though you don't know what Monday is going to look like next Monday, but because God has told you what it's going to be like already, you don't got to worry. Some of us are too worried because we don't know tomorrow. Because we want God to speak today. You feel what I'm saying? We are so concerned about our daily problems, our daily situations, our daily struggles. God is saying no let's expand your vision uh, look beyond today and that is why brother and sister you need the prophetic sections of the bible because they project the future some of you treat treat prophecy like covid19 you want a jaga jarak uh, you want to run over to Genesis. <laughs> you want to run over to Matthew. You want to run over to Luke because it's easy to understand. You want to run over to, to, to the letters because it's easy to understand. But God is saying, you are missing what's going to happen tomorrow because you're not reading what's happening today. So I love the fact that God is able to project my future. I don't have to worry about what the end of the year is going to look like. Because what I know is that no matter what's going to happen, Jesus is going to come. no matter what's going to happen, the Holy Spirit has been given a Pentecost. No matter what's going to happen, I know that the beast is going to be defeated. No matter what's going to happen, I know that Satan is a defeated fall already. Therefore, I might not know the details. I might not know the direction. But I know the end of the story. And I need somebody today to appreciate that God has the end of your life mapped out. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be concerned. You can live as a child of God, free. And liberated today. Amen, somebody. Stop being chained. Stop feeling like God doesn't care. Start walking a little differently. Start feeling a little different. Start talking differently. Stop talking about all your problems, all your complaints. Start saying, Jesus is coming again. (laughs) Start saying, I will not fear because God is with me. Start saying, the Holy Spirit has been sent. Start saying that I can have peace in the in in spite of the difficulties I'm facing. But even though God speaks about tomorrow, He doesn't neglect today. Amen. Somebody, you see, God finds a way to to speak directly to your reality. You see, what I, what I love about God is that God doesn't paint castles in the sky. Some of us are good at painting castles in the sky. When I grow up, I'm gonna be a doctor. When I grew up, I'm going to be a president of Indonesia. A <laughs> castle in the sky. <laughs> Some of you painted castles in the sky. I'll, I'll, I'll be this, I'll be that, but it never happened. Uh, but God doesn't just paint castles in the sky. God finds a way to dig a foundation for us to stand on while his word is in process of fulfillment. Yeesh, I worked hard for that one. You know, I really work hard, but it, it missed you. <laughs> God doesn't paint castles in the sky. God gives us a solution to help us out. You see, the Emmanuel prophecy was a castle in the sky in the context of Ahaz and, and Isaiah. It didn't apply to them. It was 800 years in the future. So God says, I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to give you one that you can stand on today. Uh, so God gave, gave Isaiah. The Mahal Maher Shalal Hashbaz prophecy. Because God was concerned about the reality of Isaiah. So notice what the text says. So I approached the prophetess. And she conceived and gave birth to a son. Then the Lord said to me, Name him Hair Shalal Hashbaz. For before the boy knows how to cry out my father or my mother, the wealth of Damascus and the spoils of, of Samaria will be carried away before the king of Samaria. Uh, so w- watch this. Uh, Indonesians like American brands. and One of them is McDonald's. You know, when I went to McDonald's for the first time in Asia, I was surprised. My first experience was in the Philippines. And I repeated my experience when I came to Indonesia. I, I saw in McDonald's rice. <laughs> I've never seen rice before. <laughs> in the McDonald's, I ate at. I saw te, te, how do you guys say this? Te boto? like that. I can't do it like you, but I like like that. I saw bubur ayam. You see, McDonald's is smart. Because they understand if McDonald's is going to pop in Indonesia, they need to speak to the reality of Indonesians. Indonesians cannot survive without rice. Hmm. I remember when I was doing my field school, I ate rice for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was sick of rice, <laughs> but that, that's how Asians do it. In fact, they want to have it in different versions. It's nasi para and nasi uluk and. You, you feel me? Somebody's salivating. Don't worry. The sermon is over real, real soon. Because McDonald's understands that they need to speak to the reality of the situation. And God also understands the very same thing. He understands that you are a human being living in 2022 who got bills, who got challenges, who got difficulties. And so God says, you know what? I want to speak to their situation. I want them to relate to you. So brother and sister, though God may project tomorrow, God is concerned about your today. And so God tells uh, Isaiah he says uh, the Lord said to him name him Maher Shalal Hashbaz I've been given 5 minutes. I got to wrap this up in 5 minutes. I'm going to try to do some preaching gymnastics right now. God says name him hair Shalal Hashbaz I want you to see how God spoke to Isaiah's reality. So you don't miss this. First, God says, I want you to make a sign. Make the sign so big, like on the toll road. Make it so big and then put the name Mahesh Shalal Hashbaz. I want everybody to read that. Because remember, this prophecy is not for Ahaz. It's for the public. So he had to make this prophecy and put it somewhere. So as people are entering Jerusalem, maher shalal hasbaz. You know what that meant? It simply meant that there's going to be destruction coming. God is going to destroy the city of Jerusalem. God is going to put this thing to an end. So God is warning everybody and and Isaiah has to be the one. And please understand that Isaiah is doing this against the, the policy of the nation because at this time, Ahaz has signed a treaty with Tiglas Pilesa. So there is no devastation coming. There is no destruction coming. But God is saying, I do not speak based on common information. I do not speak based on popular theories. I often speak contrary to what everybody is saying. So Ahaz has Isaiah, put it up there. Let, let the farmer know that his crops are going to be destroyed. Let the politician know that he's not going to have a seat in parliament. Uh, let the rich man know that he's not going to have his cattle and, and everything. is going to be destroyed. So Ahaz did that. He just obeyed a command, Sister Charmaine. That's what he did. But what he doesn't realize is that by obeying the command... He was giving God's word flesh. He was giving God's word flesh. And if God's word is really going to speak to your reality, if God is going to be real in your reality, you you must find a way to give God's word flesh. He took what God said and he acted on it. And then when he acted on it, God did something special for him. Uh, Because I don't have time, Elder I have to do preaching uh, uh, gymnastics. uh, Forgive me, right right here. And and I want you to see what what, what God does for him. Right here. Isaiah approaches his wife. He invites us into his bedroom and he says, "I, I got together with my wife. And I got a baby. And then the Lord said, call him my hair Shalal Hashbaz. He was fulfilling a command of God. And when he fulfilled the command of God, God did something for him. That was living, that was breathing, breathing, and that was touchable. By obeying the command of God, God blessed him. Ahab, Isaiah, personally. When he decided, I'm going to do what God says I should do, God says, I'm going to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. We give God's word flesh. We make God's word live when we fulfill what God says. And when you and I fulfill what God says, God becomes real in our lives. Ahaz has had a baby. What do you want to have? A promotion? What do you want to have? A marriage? What do you want to have? Your business going up? What do you want to have? your health and to be able to jump like uh, like uh, like Michael Jordan? <laughs> If you want to give flesh to that, if you want to give birth to that, it begins by you doing what God is saying for you to do. (laughs) And when you do that, God is going to honor you. God is going to bless you. And your reality is going to look different (laughs) than what it looks like right now. Pastor, I want my life to be different. What is God saying? For your life to be different. What must you give flesh to? So that God can actually help you. In what you need helping. I have to do this. I have to do this. See. You guys. Me too. Once in a while. I like me a little of me. Indomie is easy. <laughs> just boil water. <clears throat> Put the things inside. Man, there are days when I'm, I'm tired, I'm coming home, or, and it just say, man, yeah, vegetarian and all that stuff, but you know, I need me something right now. I don't do it often, but once in a while I do do. But we know that Indomie comes in a package. As long as it stays in a package, it cannot help me deal with my hunger. In a package, it is lifeless. It is useless. In the food, my sister created this with with life. They put the noodles inside. They put (laughs) all the ingredients inside. There is life inside. But you got to unpackage it for it to be alive for you. Too many of us, the word of God is in me, in, in, marit. Sitting nicely on the package, on the aisle, in a package. And not producing life because we're not willing to unpackage it. We're not willing to unpackage it. We're still tired. We're still stressed. We're still struggling. with Because God is saying, unpackage it. Give it life. And let me do something for you. Pastor, I want to give God's word life. I want to unpackage it. I want to experience what Isaiah experienced. I want to have in my hair shallal hashbaz. Pastor, I want to be promoted. Pastor, I want my family to be a pastor. I want the money to come. Pastor, I want that give the word flesh anybody who wants to give the word flesh i want to give the word flesh in my life i know about you i want to give god's word flesh and i want to be direct right now because sometimes i'm too indirect let me just be direct there is something god is calling you to do today there is a command god is telling you to do there is god god has been speaking to you about something Today, you want to say, no, today, Lord, I'm going to start to give that flesh. I'm going to start to do it. I'm going to start to unpackage it. I'm going to start to live. by. is there anybody like that? Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. If you are saying, I want to make it happen today. I want to make it real. If it's not you, it's cool. You don't got to stand. But you're saying today, I'm standing up. I'm going to give it flesh. I'm going to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I'm, I'm going to do that. In fact, the Bible says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. God understood that unless Jesus becomes flesh, I cannot save humanity. So you want to help yourself? Make the word become flesh. Let us pray. Mighty God, we want to say thank you because of the goodness of your name. You are too awesome. You are too kind. Lord, we want to give your word flesh. We want to do what Isaiah did. We we want things to be born today father god you know we struggle with obeying you we struggle with doing your will because we think we're too smart lord today we don't want to be smart we want to be obedient we want to live for your glory and for your name thank you father for giving us the grace and the power to do what you're telling us to do in the awesome and mighty name of jesus i pray amen god bless you If that word spoke to you, respond. And you can do that on the number on the screen. Reach out to us, tell us what you need. Is it prayer? Is it counseling? Is it Bible study? Is it preparation for baptism? Tell us and we are more than happy to reach out to you. Has the Lord inspired you to partner with us in ministry? You can do that as well by giving any amount of your choice in the account number on the screen. We believe that Jesus is coming soon And one of the ways we want to help the coming of Jesus happen is to prepare you and you can partner with us and help us to be able to do this mission. So do not withhold what the Lord has blessed you with. Do not withhold what the Lord is asking you to give because somebody may just be saved and be a part of the kingdom because of your gift. May God bless you and I'm going to see you soon and take care.